0: Welcome. This is Salty Therapy, and my name is Tammy. I'm a licensed clinical social worker with a private practice. However, this podcast is not intended to be used in place of professional treatment. It is intended for encouragement, information, and entertainment. So, today we're going to talk about boundaries. Why boundaries? When I started telling people that I was going to be doing a podcast, I started to ask, "What would you like to hear about? What would you like more information on?" And over and over and over, I got the answer boundaries. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought about my own clients within my business. They may not have come to me with the issue of boundaries, but as we work through their primary issue, almost All the time, boundaries came up as to whether or not they were in healthy boundaries or not or needed to set some healthy boundaries. So let's talk about whether or not you need healthy boundaries. We're going to start with codependency, which is a term that is thrown around by a lot of different people. But not everybody is very clear on what does codependency mean. So it can mean belonging to a dysfunctional or one-sided relationship where one person is relying on the other for meeting their emotional and self-esteem needs. That's exhausting for me to even think about, much less do. It's enough for me to keep up with my own emotional and self-esteem needs to do that and keep up with somebody else's especially somebody that I'm not in control of it just my mind goes Phew. um it can also describe a relationship that enables another person to maintain their irresponsible, addictive or underachieving behaviors so codependency and enabling you hear these terms a lot together What do I mean by this enabling another person's behavior? So you have an addict that refuses to go to rehab, refuses to go to 12-step meetings, refuses to stop their drug of choice. So what happens if you continue to feed them, if you continue to give them a place to live, if you continue to pay them or give them, uh, quote-unquote, 20 bucks for gas um, chances are you're enabling that addict behavior. The more uncomfortable the person in addiction becomes, the harder it becomes for them to have their day-to-day needs met, their, their basic existence, um, the harder it's going to be for them to stay in addiction. So are you making it easier for them to stay in addiction or harder for them to stay in addiction? The underachiever. This one is really interesting to me. Um, There are many young adults that continue to live at home. Not a big deal, right? Especially in today's economy. However, is that young adult going to college? Or are they taking uh, classes to become certified in something that will get them a job? Are they in vocational school? Are they working at a job that is um, paying for their for their bills paying for their needs are they building a career are they living at home in order to save money to put a down payment on a condo that they can buy Um, are they helping around the house are they carrying their weight are they helping to pay the rent or the utilities See my point is that if they aren't actively engaged in bettering their own lives, getting to the next level through education through work, if they are if they are helping in the home, if there's a disabled parent at home and they are helping to take care of that parent or that grandparent, if they are helping meet the physical needs of the household um Perhaps a mom is alone due to her husband passing away and the son has moved in to help her. That's different. But if they're just freeloading and you're participating in that behavior by allowing them to live at the house for free, allowing them to get away with doing nothing, to maintain the household, allowing them to eat for free, to have internet for free, to have their phones for free, um... Are you enabling that underachieving behavior? And I know that this sounds judgmental. It's not judgmental, but there's a point when we have to get honest with ourselves. And that's the point of talking about these boundaries and healthy boundaries and codependency. Symptoms of codependency are going to include low self-esteem. You may be a people pleaser. You may be somebody who is very reactive. You have dysfunctional communication. You may be obsessive about relationships, and it's not necessarily romantic. It can be friendships as well. Um, You're dependent. You may be in denial. You may be in denial about the person that you're in a codependent relationship with, or you may be in denial about your own behaviors, Um, Problems with emotional intimacy, really connecting emotionally emotionally with another person. You may walk around with painful emotions, fear of being judged, of being rejected or being alone, fear of failing, resentment, anger, depression, anxiety. People that are codependent, like control in order to feel safe. They choose self-rigidity. They like to control others. Um, And it's usually um, through manipulation, uh, through caretaking and people-pleasing. And I would ask you to pose the question to yourself, Are you codependent or are you in a relationship that is codependent? Are you the person that is enabling the codependent? Are there patterns in your relationships that indicate that boundaries are necessary because of your choices? Are there patterns in your relationships that indicate that boundaries are necessary because of your choices? Do you always take that friend's phone call, even if they're calling at absurd times of the night? Um, And you know that they're calling to complain again for the hundredth time about their boyfriend. Are you always willing to do what everybody else wants to do, even though inside you're resentful because. There's some things that you'd like to do and nobody ever is willing to do what you want to do. Um, So that would indicate that you're a a people pleaser or a yes man. Um, So do you find that you are always the one that is reaching out to your friends and nobody's taking the initiative to reach out to you? Are you the one that is always setting up the parties or remembering to take a bowl of soup to somebody who's sick and it's not reciprocated. Were these patterns that I've talked about modeled for you growing up? So in other words, they were normalized and therefore translated to this is how you love well. Those codependent behaviors that we talked about, that's how you love somebody well. The enabling that we talked about, that's how you love somebody well. The patterns of always saying yes, always being the giver, um, always giving in to what others want. That's how you love someone well. Let me ask you something. Is that how you love yourself well? And how is that loving somebody else well if you're not giving them the opportunity to be a blessing in somebody else's life. Hmm. Toxic relationships. This is another area where boundaries are a problem. You're ignoring self-worth. You're avoiding vulnerability. You're prioritizing the other's needs over your own, and you're doing it consistently. And it tends to lead to isolation. And if you listen to those things, even as I say them, I have a vision of an abusive relationship emotionally, uh, physically. And I would offer that if you're not in, a, in an abusive relationship, but these patterns of a toxic relationship are present, be wary Um, really take a look at that relationship and ask yourself, is it healthy? Is it where you're supposed to be? Um, Be careful if you tend to have a pattern of falling into toxic relationships, because you may be putting yourself at risk of a pattern of being in abusive relationships. So I want to talk about The, um, symptoms or signs of unhealthy boundaries, you are an all or nothing person when it comes to trust. You either trust no one or you trust everyone. So there's either a wall there or it's wide open, um, inappropriate disclosure. Dinner parties are not where you're going to disclose one of your most vulnerable secrets. There's a time and a place and there are people that you disclose to and there are people you do not disclose to. Um, Let's see, preoccupation with another person. I'm not talking about stalking, but I am talking about preoccupation in that you're spending an undue amount of emotional time and even physical time Thinking about, planning for, calling, emailing, looking at their Facebook pages, looking at their Instagram, um, just being preoccupied with another person. Do you fall in love with everybody you end up dating? Do you fall in love easily? Letting others define you or define your reality. It's okay to be different. It's okay to have your own desires and interests. You expect others to be mind readers. You expect them to anticipate your needs and to fill those needs. They're normally one-sided relationships. Relationships with unhealthy boundaries can be enmeshed. So what that can mean is you don't see the end of one person and the beginning of the other. Um... All of their emotions are jumbled together. All of their thoughts, all of their plans, everything is enmeshed into one. And there, there needs to be, when you have a healthy relationship, a point where the two of you are partners and, and do things together and enjoy the same things and have similar belief systems. But there should be autonomy as well. Agreeing to things that don't line up with your value system. This is really important. If you find yourself agreeing to things that don't line up with your value system, that is a danger zone. And we're going to talk more about value system in a minute, but I want you to really remember that one. In a relationship with unhealthy boundaries, you may find that you feel overwhelmed by that relationship or that you want to run away You may find that you have trouble saying no to that person in that relationship or that you're willing to do or say anything to avoid rejection or being alone. That's somebody that is definitely exhibiting codependent behaviors. So what does a healthy boundary look like? Um, So instead of trusting no one or everyone, Trust comes from being earned. So earned trust and then earned intimacy with others. And I'm not just talking about physical intimacy in terms of sex. I'm talking about all levels of intimacy. Knowing and maintaining your value system for yourself. So again, we're going to talk about your value system in a minute. Saying no when you don't want something. It's okay to say no. You're allowed to say no. Appropriate disclosure. Remember I said there's a time and a place and there are some people you disclose to and some people you don't. You can't trust everybody. Not everybody um, ascribes to the idea of confidentiality or being loyal to somebody If I were to disclose certain things about my life to somebody, I need to know that they're going to keep that as something sacred, that I have trusted in that relationship to share that with that person. Um, Not being sexually impulsive. So you're not sexting. You're not willing to have sex with everybody you meet because you hold that intimacy for people who have earned it and who have earned the trust. You have respect for others. And I know you will have respect for others because if you have healthy boundaries, you have respect for yourself. You know your own truth. And even when others don't agree, you will make choices based on that truth. You stay true to who you are. So let's go to the value system. I told you we were going to talk about this. This is really important. So your value system basically comes down to what standards do you hold in your personal life as it pertains to your spiritual beliefs, family, friends, finances. So, for example, um, I have asked people in treatment uh, to give me one of their values. And I remember one person in particular who told me that his number one value was loyalty. Well, in his life, loyalty was loyal to his gang, loyal to his dealer, loyal to the people that he used drugs with. Um, And it didn't include loyalty to family, loyalty to me, loyalty to the people in his life that were trying to help him because we were all people that were trying to help him get on the right path. And he felt disloyal to that first group of people I talked about if he were going to be loyal to the second group of people. So loyalty is not always the healthiest value. So you have to think in context of um, what is healthy. What is the, the value in terms of those areas of life that I talked about in your spiritual beliefs when it comes to your family and your friends and your finances. And listen, If your loyalty is to your gangs, your drug dealers, your using friends and, and so forth and so on, that's okay. There will be consequences for your choices and consequences are not bad. They are simply the, the result of your choices. So if I go to work and I do my job well, consequences are I get a paycheck and I get to keep my job, right? Um, If I break the law continuously and continue to surround myself with other lawbreakers, the probable consequence is that I'm going to have an arrest at least once and I'm going to have legal ramifications. So what are your standards when it comes to your spiritual beliefs? For me, I am a Christian. And so I line my value system up based on my Christian belief system, based on what the Bible says, the standards, um, that I derive from the word of God. Um, I have standards based on the two commandments that Jesus left, uh, for us, which is to love God with everything that we have and to love others as ourselves. So If those are the only two standards that I have, the only two things that I have in my value system, and I think about those two things when it comes to family, friends, and finances, think about the positive consequences that come from that. If I love God with my whole being, and he is a God of love, and he is a God of truth, and he is a God of mercy, and grace, and forgiveness, how is that going to play out in my family and in my friendships? If I'm loving others well, how is that going to play out? If my financial decisions are based on love and mercy and goodness and and caring for others and loving myself well, then aren't I going to manage my finances well? Aren't I going to contribute and invest in things that follow that belief system? So... Another thing to think about when we're talking about our value system is what are you willing to do to have your needs met? There are people out there that are willing to go to many lengths to have their needs met. But is that always the, the best thing to do? Um, we talked about somebody being a people pleaser. We talked about somebody being an enabler their need may be that they want to be accepted or they want to be loved. And so they choose to people please or enable in order to feel accepted or loved. But does that line up with their value system? Another is, are you willing to compromise in these areas for a relationship? Are you already compromising? I have known people that have engaged in relationships with people who had a completely opposite belief system than they had. For example, um, I've said that I'm a Christian. My belief system is grounded in that. What if I were married to a man that is an atheist? How difficult is it going to be for me to maintain my value system living in an environment with somebody who doesn't even believe God exists, much less believe in my God, much less believe in the value systems um, that I derive from the Bible that I believe is God-inspired, God-breathed. So um, you're going to want to surround yourself with like-minded people when it comes to your relationships that isn't to say that you can't be around people who have different belief systems I'm talking about the intimate relationships I'm talking about um, those very close friendships I'm talking about your your romantic relationships I have friends who are Jewish I have friends who are agnostic. They know they believe in something, but they don't know what that is. I have friends who, um, proclaim to be Christians, but they have a different, um, way of living their life than I do. And that's okay. It isn't my place to judge them. Um, it is my place to love them because that's what Jesus told me to do. He told me to love others, as I love myself and that starts with loving God with my whole being and God is love he didn't say love others that are like you like yourself or with God's love he said love others everybody not just people like me so I want to now go into the different areas of boundaries holistically let's look at some boundaries so emotionally Where are you in the list of priorities? Are you in the list of priorities? Are you closer to the top? Are you at the bottom? I know when my children were young, um, my first two were a little more than 18 months apart. And then I waited about five years before having my third. So I had littles for quite a while. And um, I... This was before I really understood how to set healthy boundaries for myself, and very often I was at the bottom of the totem pole, and that didn't play out well for me. It didn't play out well for me. It didn't play out well for my husband, for our marriage. Sometimes it didn't play out well for my sons. I was short-tempered or I was irritable or I was exhausted and didn't have the time that they wanted from me or needed from me to play or read a book um, because I wasn't taking care of myself. So where are you in that list of priorities? How are you willing to be spoken to? Um, Are your relationships equal? Is there equal give and take? We talked about that earlier as far as having a one-sided relationship. And so I would ask you, are those relationships equal? Is intimacy reciprocal? Intimacy in terms of vulnerability. If you're really giving to a friendship and you are sharing intimate and vulnerable parts of yourself, are they trusting you enough to do the same with you? Is physical intimacy reciprocal? Are you pleasing your partner but your partner isn't taking the time to know you and please you. Perhaps you're not making yourself a priority and asking for what you need in that physical intimacy. Therefore, your partner doesn't know how to please you. That goes back to where are you in the list of priorities? So let's talk about time and energy. Is your time respected? Are friends always late? Do you have that friend that calls you at dinner time every night to talk to you about nothing, knowing that it's dinner time? Are you respecting other people's time? Are you spending too much time with them? Or are you that person that's showing up late? Are you that person that's making phone calls at the wrong time of day? Are you taking up too much of their time? Knowing that they have a million and one things to do, um, that they may have, you know, children in the background screaming, but you're still being demanding of their time. Are there time boundaries at work? Simply asked, are you a workaholic? Do you leave work at work, or do you bring it home? Next category, physical boundaries. Are you clear on intimacy? So we talked about this earlier with emotional boundaries as far as the physical intimacy is concerned. Are you asking for what you need? What feels good? Are you paying attention to your partner and what they need and what feels good for them? Are they asking for things that you're not comfortable doing and are you willing to say no to that? Are you willing to ask for what you need? And how much space do you need and when? I am so a person that needs my me time, that needs my alone time. So when I say I'm having my quiet time, people understand that that means that's a no interruption zone unless it's an emergency, that that's my space and time when it's me and God. Um, or I may not feel like going to that party because I'm exhausted from a week's work and it's okay for me to say, no, I'm going to create the space. And am I clear with others about personal proximity there? I'm a hugger. I'm a touchy feely kind of person. And there are a lot of people out there that don't want to be touched. There are a lot of people out there that are not huggers. So for me to walk right up to anybody and give them a big hug without asking first or knowing in advance is completely inappropriate. Before I touch anybody, I should be asking them, may I give you a hug? We have to keep in mind that there are a lot of people out there that have experience trauma in their lives whether it's sexual trauma or domestic violence or military trauma um, and being touched in certain ways can be a trigger we have to be careful substances are you willing to abuse substances are you willing to be with somebody who does and spiritual what is your belief system Please get clear on that. It's really important. I know that I share mine. I'd love for you to get clear on what your spiritual belief system is. Not because your parents told you, not because a priest or a pastor told you, but because you, through relationship with God, have figured it out. You have, you have a belief system because it's personal and intimate for you. And what is appropriate for you to be around? If I'm somebody in recovery, is it appropriate for me to be around um, a bunch of people that are drinking all the time and don't respect my recovery? If I am somebody who came from a uh, situation where there was a lot of domestic violence, is it appropriate for me to be around a group of people that are yellers and screamers and, and just violent even with their words. No. So setting those, those boundaries about um, who you spend time with. So how do I set boundaries? It's going to be easier said than done. Let me just start with that. But it's important to set these boundaries. Be aware of whether or not you need to set them. So we've just spent a bunch of time talking about that. Really go over those things. Get honest with yourself without judgment, without condemnation. Just be honest and determine, can you do a better job of setting boundaries? Are you clear on your value system? You may need to journal. You may need to write some things down. You may need to pray. You may need to talk to somebody to determine what those value system, what your value system is, but get clear on that. I'm part of a ministry called Elevate Him Ministries, and they talk about kingdom currencies. So kingdom currencies refers to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, right? And there are certain currencies Um, that we have that that we call kingdom currencies. And those are time, touch, treasure, talents, and words. And this is something that's an important part of setting boundaries for me. So time, how do I spend the time that God has given me? Can I just say that we're not promised tomorrow? We're not promised that we're going to live to the ripe old age of 85 and that we've got a tremendous amount of time to do all the things and to say all the things that we need and want to say and that in the meantime, we can waste time. We don't know how much time we have. And what you hear about people who especially are younger, and they are in the end of life stages, They're not thinking about their job. They're not thinking about their possessions. They're thinking about their relationships. They're thinking about what they did and didn't do. Touch. Who will you commit to? Your touch is a currency. Do you spend it wisely? And do you spend it with the intention God had for it? God did not intend for us to have sex with everybody. God did not intend for us to show our bodies off to everybody. Um, It was meant for those intimate, trusted, um, personal relationships. It was intended for marriage, and it was intended to pleasure one another. It was intended to meet one another's needs. It was intended to be enjoyed. Um, This is a place where you can be fully who you are. touch as a currency. Are you going to use it to comfort another person? Are you going to hold somebody's hand while they're in a nursing home or sitting in church and they're crying over the loss of a loved one? Are you going to lay hands on somebody and pray for them when they're hurting? Are you going to give a hug to somebody to celebrate a, a joyous occasion and let them know that you're in that celebration with them? The next is treasure. What do you invest in from a material or financial perspective? And remember that those material and financial things you have are God-given as well. You have them by the grace of God. So what are you using it for? Are you using it completely for yourself? Are you loving others? Remember that commandment, loving others? Are you loving others by investing in Ministries or nonprofits that build up children, that reinforce education, that build the kingdom of God, uh, that bring fresh water to tribes or communities in other countries that don't have fresh water, to provide mosquito nets where malaria is epidemic. What are you using your currency for? What are you using your possessions for? Do you have a beautiful home? Do you use it to entertain? Do you use it to have people come to your home and feel accepted and loved on? Um, Your talents. Talents are also God-given. You are generally born with God-given gifts. Where and how are you using those gifts? I have the gift of talking to people. I have the gift of listening to people. I love people's stories. It makes complete sense to me that I do the job that I do. So I am using my talents where God had intended for me to use it. And words, what do you speak into people? What are you doing with your words? Are you building people up? Or are you tearing people down? Are you spreading gossip or are you spreading truth? Let's talk about identifying and spending time with people that you have health, healthy boundaries with and accountability. You go through the group of people that you spend time with, whether it's family or friends, and determine, are these people that you have healthy boundaries with and that you can have accountability with? Not just that you can hold them accountable, but they in turn will hold you accountable because you respect each other, because you love one another, because you want the best for one another, that you inspire each other to be a better version of yourselves, do you practice saying no? And do you practice asking for what you need? Are you taking those relationship timeouts? Are you getting the me time? Are you investing in yourself? Do you know your worth? Do you understand your identity in Christ? Do you have belongingness in, in people groups? Whether that's your family, a church family, um. It could be within your occupational realm. It could be within a ministry. Do you have belongingness? Understand that mistakes are normal and they do not define you. In fact, mistakes can motivate you to learn and become a better version of yourself. Understand that you are not responsible for other people's behaviors or choices And we are not responsible for other people's emotions. I don't have the energy to take on that responsibility. I'm pretty sure you don't either. So please keep that in mind that you are not responsible for their choices, for their behaviors, or their emotions. Learn to communicate assertively the whole purpose of assertively communicating is to come out of the the communication in a win-win situation. You want to communicate with respect for yourself and for the person you're speaking to and with regards to the topic you're speaking about. You want to be clear and concise. You want to use respectful language and um, you you want to um, be heard doesn't mean that you're going to get what you want as far as what you ask for, but if you can be heard, that's half the battle. So practical changes that you can make to achieve healthy boundaries. Just say no, getting alone time, practicing self-care, block or don't engage with those ex-toxic relationships, don't assume other people's responsibilities or choices, and ask for what you need. And as I said, it will be uncomfortable at first, but stick with it until it becomes empowering. Thank you for listening to Salty Therapy. Boundaries are primary for living a healthy life physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in relationships. So let's get busy getting healthy. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give me a 5-star rating and share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or suggestions for future podcasts, you can also find me at saltytherapy.com/salty-therapy.podcast and at saltytherapy on Instagram and Facebook. Peace and joy, see you next time.